a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Cancel culture, wokeness, critical race theory. Uh, those have been many of the big headlines uh, across the cable news networks and social media channels throughout the day today and throughout the week. And as with most things, if we only look at the headlines, we miss the real meaning and we ris- miss the real opportunity for a more enlightened discussion. So let's begin. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. And so it is time for us to think again. Really thankful to have uh, Congressman Chris Stewart joining us from Washington, D.C. He's going to help us think again uh, about a lot of these things. We do want to be very clear. We we understand uh, in terms of a lot of the conflated definitions, critical race theory uh, really is a lens uh, through which to look at history. Uh, it is not a curriculum. There are some who have taken that lens of critical race theory, a kind of a lens of wokeness, and turned it into curriculum, such as the 1619 Project is a, is a good example of that. Uh, and so that lens really matters. And I, I wanted to get uh, Representative Stewart on the line with us. He wrote a, a piece over the weekend about the 1619 Project, the critical race theory, and that lens of wokeness. Congressman Stewart, thanks for joining us today. It's always good to be with you, Boyd. Thank you. And so let's go down this path a little bit. And again, it's so easy to conflate all of these things into into just one thing. Uh, you're a, a student of of history. Uh, you've written extensively about the founding of this country. Uh, I think you recognize that the, there weren't any perfect people there, or any uh, perfect parties, uh, or even systems of government. Uh, but what do you what do you worry as, about this lens that we're kind of focusing through with critical race race theory with wokeness uh, and how that could impact our curriculum and ultimately what we teach our children? Yeah, so I, I think there's a couple things that I think are very very important to recognize. The first is, is and you alluded to this, Boyd, um, our nation it is not perfect now and it has never been perfect. And our leaders were not perfect men and perfect women. They were guys like you and me who struggled to do the right thing, in some ways uh, struggled to make life better and, and to enable freedom for, you know, for their, their people and for future generations. But they were not perfect. I get that. And, that. and that slavery was an incredible and a painful stain on our history. I think everyone accepts that. But where critical race theory and the 1619 Project go further is they redefine history, and they do it inaccurately, which is why you had a number of Pulitzer Prize-winning scholars and, and, and 50 others who wrote the Pulitzer Prize Committee said, you should rescind the Pulitzer Prize for this work because it's so historically inaccurate. And the end result is we teach not our seniors in college or our seniors in high school. We're teaching kids in grade school 
things like they should treat each other with suspicion. They should view everyone that sits around in the classroom through the lens of what color is their skin. We should view our founding fathers as they are racist, uh, ignorant farmers who created a constitution that didn't honor and, and, and they were hypocrites in the words saying all men are created equal that they inaccurately portray the uh, the emotives of our founding fathers who who instead of wanting to create a country for the people and to enable freedom for the people the only reason that the, the, by 1619 project argues the only reason that they fought to separate from England was to perpetuate the the uh, practice of slavery here in the United States, for which there is zero historical evidence to support that view. Mm. And, and I just think it's so destructive to teach our children to distrust and doubt their, their own country and to distrust and doubt the idea that we are all uh, children of the same God. And it's just poison for our kids, especially for our young kids. Yeah, I, I think it's so uh, important. That, I, I mean, I'm all for, uh, and I think you are as well, <laughs> Congressman, for a warts and all uh, look at things. We There are great lessons to be learned in all of this. I, I want to share with you this uh, quote uh, from a, a Jewish leader. Uh, uh, his name is uh, Daniel Swamenthal. Uh, and he said this, this really captures it for me. He said, America can't remain the leader of the free world if the country goes beyond acknowledging that racism and inequality persists and must be fought and instead convinces itself that it's inherently and irredeemably racist. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I agree with him in, in, in many ways. Uh, we all, I mean, I suppose we all know, uh, no, but I feel like to some degree that our generation, you and I, really made, uh, you know, starting with the civil rights movement in the, in the 1960s and 70s, our nation made enormous steps forward in recognizing racism and dealing with it. Uh, and those are very positive steps. But I think now we've reached a point where some of these steps, some of the things that people are suggesting, don't advance that goal. They actually detract from that goal. They actually make a step backward. And uh, and they detract from the great progress that we have made as a nation. Uh, and they detract from the idea that our nation is good. A recent, this is just stunning to me. A recent poll, it was a national poll by a national polling organization. It was very reputable, asking kids in college. So these are college freshmen and seniors. Forty percent of them said there was nothing in U.S. history that we should be proud of. That is mm-hmm. unbelievable to me that they have been taught that there's nothing in our history to be proud of. And that's the thing we're fighting here. Again, we are not a perfect nation, but I would argue, and I would argue emotionally that this nation is the greatest gift God has ever given a man. And that it has brought more economic prosperity, more individual freedom, more creativity, more blessings to people than any other nation in the history of the world. We are not perfect, but let's not turn our backs on the good this nation has done for the world for the last 200 years. Yeah, so as, as we look at how we move forward uh, on that, obviously what gets taught uh, in our schools, as, as you mentioned, to our young people. Uh, so what should the conversation be in terms of curriculum, uh, where that's decided, how that's decided, uh, and how do we make sure that we, we do continue to address real issues with a, a clear view uh, of who we are, where we've been, and more importantly, where we're going next. Uh, and how do we... Ins- yeah, so I- oh, go ahead, Chris. No, go ahead, Boyd. I'm sorry. How oh. do we finish your thought? Oh, I was just saying, and so how do we how do we ensure that the, the lens that we're using, the curriculum that we're delivering, uh, is one that can 
show out those points is, as you mentioned, that uh, no country has lifted more people out of poverty or fueled more freedom than the United States of America. But how do we do that and move forward? Well, I think a really easy starting place is that what you should teach should be true. And if you're teaching things that are just historically untrue, that shouldn't be taught. And I've given one example of that, but I could give you others that, that is based in some of this theory. The second thing I think we should say is that we should uh, recognize that our nation isn't perfect, as I've said now three times. But it doesn't mean that it's evil. And to be able to distinguish between uh, flawed individuals who are trying to, do the, you know, trying to do the right thing, trying to advance freedom, and perhaps some of the failings that they had. And the third thing I would say is that it's best done uh, on the local level. That's the way from the time of Jamestown, when, our found, when the, the founders of Jamestown said for the first time really in, in human history, we will educate all of our children. Every community will educate all of our children. And, and that's the key to that is the community, not the federal government. So I trust the state to make good decisions on this. Uh, I trust local school boards to make good decisions because mothers and fathers can go in and talk to them. And I think if we follow those three principles, teach the truth, be fair, and let the local communities make the make the decision, I think we're going to end up with good education and good outcomes for our kids. Uh, fantastic. Representative Chris Stewart, appreciate your perspective on this uh, really important issue uh, and one that I think uh, will impact not just what's going on today, but what will happen uh, in the future of our country. Thanks so much for weighing in today. Yeah, thank you. Sir. All right, again, that's Representative Chris Stewart, and I think the uh, the most important thing for us to to think through and to think again about again, critical race theory is a lens. Many have taken the lens and turned it into curriculum, but we ha- we have to remember that uh, Martin Luther King Jr. was right. The arc of history bends towards justice. We should judge those who have gone before us, historical figures. On the totality of their work, did they bend the arc of history towards justice and freedom? If they did that, that's worth celebrating. Think again with Lloyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, You need to. Give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.